The Start. On Demand. On demand. Mackling and McGarry, McNabb is now off. I had a couple of days off this week. Loren's got a couple of days off. Then Greg's off on Friday as we kind of burn through what's left of our vacation days before management takes them away from us. It's the annual sort of <laughs> chase. But um, I was, uh, I got to admit, I was really upset yesterday when I cracked open my email. I thought, well, I, it was mid-afternoon, and I thought, I guess I should you know, at least pretend to care about work uh, this week. And uh, the first email I saw was, Greg is once again working at home. Here I am. At least I'm not working like six feet from my bed. Like I was in Hamilton for six days. I've actually <laughs> made the trek all the way to the basement, Brett. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, <sighs> let's sigh. Let's sigh. This is not what we were expecting, not what we were anticipating as we head towards 2022. If anything, I think we were expecting that maybe January, February at the latest, uh, Loren might be able to join us at 201 Portage and maybe even join us in the studio, all three of us, dare I suggest, in the same room. But that's as far away now as it was almost two years ago. Yeah, it's um, <laughs> it's been, uh, I've been trying to sort of wrap my head around how I should feel about all this and how to try to keep my chin up and hey that's part of what we do here we try to come in and have some fun and have some laughs we'll give you the information that you look for and uh try to remain optimistic and you know maybe it's a good thing that i'm here today because the last couple of days as i was looking at the headlines and seeing the record-breaking numbers coming out of quebec and i see that bc is introducing new uh, pretty heavy restrictions um, you know, we, you, you pointed out a tweet to me that uh, at least one Winnipeg restaurant has decided to close its doors, Le Garage, on Provence because they can't survive another round of 50%. It's just, um, it's hard, man. It's hard to, to stay positive, even with Christmas right around the corner. I'm just not, uh, not a happy camper right now. So no, there. no. Uh, hey, and I'm sorry to hear that, Brett. And I think there are a lot of people in the same boat. Uh, to say that I'm happy about what's going on right now would be uh, an absolute lie. This is uh, not what we expected to be going through at this point in time. It really felt as though, you know, just as recently as a couple of weeks ago. I mean, heck, I was just in Hamilton for Grey Cup, and although there were restrictions and and some terrific protocols in place with regard to rapid testing surrounding that event, uh, I felt incredibly, incredibly comfortable despite the fact the uh, Omicron variant was obviously on its way to Canada and was present in our country. Uh, This thing has just changed and turned everything upside down the matter of a handful of days here. The National Hockey League uh, again uh, has has decided to suspend operations at least until after the Christmas break. So at the very earliest we will see National Hockey League hockey again will be December 27th. And we're anticipating today that the National Hockey League and the National Hockey League Players Association will announce that NHL players will not be going to Beijing for the Olympics. And that is all tied to the number of games that have been canceled and also the concerns over the health and safety of the players uh, that were due to travel to China for for the first time in three Olympic Games. 
Oh wow! Okay, that's a big one. What's your uh, what's your take on that? With the uh, no no NHL players in the Olympics in terms of like because you're a fan, so does that disappoint you? Oh, for sure. I mean, uh, nothing like best on best anything, right? Uh, to see uh, the very best players in the world uh, face off against one another in a in a competition like that is always entertaining. We know what the 2010 Olympic gold medal uh, meant for Canada, Sidney Crosby's golden goal. It was a, a point of pride. It was a rallying point for our country. Hockey is our, our winter sport and, and something we take pride in. So I guess uh, all eyes maybe will turn now on the World Juniors coming up uh, in Edmonton. Uh, I, th- those games uh, coming up just after Christmas and just actually uh, should be watching Global News Morning, but I'm watching hockey right now because I'm obsessed. (laughs) I love the sport. I love the game. We'll speak with Leah Hextall at uh, 735. Her week, Brett, absolutely turned upside down by uh, what's going on with COVID around North America right now. All right, so that's coming up at 737. We'll also check in with True North Sports and Entertainment in case you missed it yesterday with Richard and Julie on the news. Uh, We'll get the latest on the 50% capacity as it pertains to Canada Life Centre. That's coming up at 707. Skylar Peters in for Cameron Poitras. He'll have more on the NHL situation at 625 in sports and I also um, one of the foibles I don't know if that's the word I'm looking for it's probably not but whatever one of the, the situations of working at home is uh, technical issues and uh, mm-hmm. it was a, almost like a welcome back home Greg we're gonna not let you into your computer I'm into my computer but the program that you and I share that we can both see at the very same time yeah that allows us to share uh, the stories that we're reading uh, is not working for me. So I'm sort of working under, I won't call it archaic conditions because that would mean carrier pigeons going back and forth and, <laughs> and tin can and string connecting us. So, uh, you know, I won't be as dramatic as that. But uh, yeah, we're sort of tied uh, in terms of maybe one hand behind our back uh, this morning, but we'll make it work. Okay. And thank big thanks to engineer Mike who got the call from Greg, I believe it was at 4.43 a.m.? 4.43, exactly. <laughs> uh, I always hate making that call because, you know, the phone stops ringing and then there's a pause. And then there's a rustling of sheets and then a <laughs> clearing of the throat. Hello. Oh, man. Mike? Yes. <laughs> I hate to make this call. I know you wouldn't call if you need it. didn't need to need to call me. Yes, you're correct. Spring into action, please. Wipe the sleep from your eyes. So we're still working on that. And yeah, huge shout out to our engineers who keep us on the air every single day. If there's ever a morning where none of us are here, that's because our engineers have suddenly left and uh, we've just given up. Like if, if, yes. <laughs> if our engineers, for whatever reason, decide to leave this building, we're done. Like I don't, I, I just, I, I, I can't see how we can carry on. We've been so lucky with our engineering core. Uh, so big thanks to them and all the work they do to, to keep things moving here. And that's exactly what we're going to do right now. Mackling and McGarry, McNabb is off today and tomorrow. And then GMAC is off on Friday, Christmas Eve. Greg, what are we doing after Global News at 7 o'clock? to speak with Norva Riddell, True North Sports and Entertainment, about those Jets tickets, Jets season ticket holders. What does what do public health orders mean for you? And 
what does it mean in terms of being able to go to the games that are scheduled between now and January 11th when these uh, public health orders are due to expire? In our next segment, we're going to talk about snooping through gifts, trying to find what did you get for Christmas before that gift is actually wrapped. So we'll have some fun chatting about that. And uh, just uh, very quickly here before we talk about the long lineups at testing sites, a text message from Greg Mackling says, another failed effort. Uh, do I <laughs> Am I to surmise that you have yet to gain access into our shared program? Uh, that is correct, sir. So I'm still working on uh, two computers and my cell phone. So um, bear with me as I try and keep up with you, which is hard enough to do when I have all the technology at my disposal, let alone with, as we've decided to call it one hand tied behind my back. But uh, I'm with you. I know where we're going, at least for the, the next half hour or so, Brett. All right. Well, let's get started here because demand... For COVID-19 testing has seen a dramatic spike with massive lineups spotted outside many test sites in Winnipeg. And as you mentioned already this morning, thanks to our good friend Kevin the Garbage Man, we know that there is a lineup forming already at the Nairn Avenue site. And as Global's Abigail Turner reports, it's causing frustration for those looking to get a test ahead of the holidays. There's more than 50 people waiting here at the King Edward test site, all with two things in common, needing a COVID-19 test and waiting hours to receive one. Brittany Oystenson went to get her two-year-old tested Sunday at the Nairn site, but one look at the lineup and she left. I would never have been able to wait that long with a toddler in the car. With her two-year-old not eligible to be vaccinated, she purposely visits a drive-through location. I've never been comfortable taking her to a site that wasn't the drive-through. But with limited options, she booked an appointment online. As of Tuesday, the soonest appointment availability in Winnipeg is Christmas Eve, which has many Winnipeggers choosing to stick out the long lines. One woman in line told Global News it's causing tension between people waiting. This is ridiculous. Um, I thought it came early. I've been here over an hour and a half. Um, I've seen one guy get out and give the finger and have some words with another guy. Manitoba reported more than 3,400 tests on Monday, up higher compared to a week before where more than 2,400 tests were done. Dynacare, the lab that tests COVID samples from the Nairn, Garrick, King Edward and the University of Manitoba site, plus a handful of rural sites, says results are being delayed due to a backlog. The demand has actually grown literally exponentially over the last um, week. Um, and, um, and and as, as I said, I don't want to be repetitive, but I said that it's actually the highest we've seen uh, for the, since, the, since the outset of the pandemic. The province says they're aware of the increased demand for testing. They say they're working on a system to greatly increase the use of rapid testing. On Monday, the province reported 36 hours in turnaround time. However, Dynacare reported up to three days in wait time, which means if you get tested now, you could be isolating up to Christmas Eve. Abigail Turner, Global News. And by the way, 300 new 302 new cases of COVID-19 were identified yesterday. 200 of them are in Winnipeg. The five-day test positivity rate now at 8.6%. Hospitalizations are holding steady, though, with 84 active COVID patients receiving treatment, while 19 are in intensive care. Uh, But as far as that Nairn Avenue site goes, yesterday I had a haircut at noon, 
And I was thinking, ah, if I leave at 1130, that should be good. But I remembered I had to go to the bank, and the only TD bank on the way is at uh, Kildonan Crossing, just off of uh, Regent de la um, and where the, uh, the now the now deceased Royal Fork Buffet, right next door to that. Uh, but um, I was coasting along just fine yesterday, Greg. Traffic, I got through downtown, no problem. Got through St. Boniface, no problem. Get to Nairn Avenue, coasting along, and then then just stand still, like right around Nairn and Kent. And uh, we moved, I think, like three car lengths and then sat there for two minutes and then moved another two car lengths and sat there for two minutes. And I thought, what is going on? And then I remembered, oh, the COVID testing site is up ahead. I bet you that's what it is because Naren is two lanes and it's already a bottleneck. Um, and <laughs> the lineup when, on the way back when I, dro- when I drove past going westbound, it was insane. It was for blocks. So, yeah, you, you heard that woman in that report say she's been waiting an hour and a half. I would imagine there are people waiting a lot longer than that in some cases. I think we had reports. I was listening to Richard and Julie's show yesterday afternoon, Brett, and I think uh, there were some listeners texting in saying they'd been in line for upwards of three, three and a half hours, wow. which is reminiscent of when I went for my very first test uh, back in the day to the MPI location uh, off of Main Street. And they did a really good job in terms of where the lineup was held at that location, but we know at different times early in the pandemic that the line would stretch out onto Main Street into that curb lane on southbound Main uh, for that location, that testing location. Uh, Yesterday was busy by all accounts, and we also let people know about one location that a lot of people don't seem to know about. It's the walk-in location at the Garrick Theatre. And uh, yesterday afternoon, the little birdie who suggested I let people know about that testing center said for the very first time since it opened, it was actually lined up yesterday. Oh, wow. And so uh, if lining up by foot is an option for you, that's one place that you can go. Sorry, Brad, I interrupted you there. No, no, I'm, I apologize. I, I was just reading this note from Adam who just emailed news tip at cjob.com. And he's saying he just drove by the Naren COVID testing location and there's not a soul there. No line on the road, at least. So perhaps the, the cars that Kevin saw at 613 have since uh, sort of snaked their way into the the site because the lineup goes into the street and then you pull into the parking lot and then you kind of snake around into that lot so maybe they've all been funneled in already i don't really know so i guess let us know if you're in that neighborhood what you're seeing uh at the Nairn site because there was a big lineup as of half hour ago uh, but it sounds like it might be uh not so bad now so uh but they, that lineup's gonna come it's gonna come Yeah, and on Route 90 as well, which was a source of consternation for a lot of folks yesterday. So, uh, hey, congratulations to everybody that's taking the action, going out and getting tested. If you're in that lineup, share. Why are you getting tested? Are you getting tested uh, because you have symptoms? Are you staying away from work? What actions are you taking? Share with us. It sounds like you'll have some time on your hands. And also yesterday, Brett, I asked folks, you know, are you using the testing facilities in a different way? Are you traveling? We're not going to out anybody here, but we'd like to know, 204-780-6868, why are you getting tested? 
Also, we want to just big big thanks to anybody to well everybody involved in uh, the the testing process. I shared my experience a couple of weeks ago at the Naren site. Even though it's not pleasant getting that test, the the woman who administered the test was so gentle and so kind. So I appreciate that, and I appreciate the quick turnaround that I had. I had my test results within I think nineteen hours, and uh, so big thanks to everybody involved in that process, and and quite frankly to all of our healthcare workers who no doubt are under stress to say the very least. Mackling and McGarry McNabb is off today and tomorrow. Then Greg is off on Friday for Christmas Eve. And right now we would like to talk about Christmas gifts. Specifically, have you ever ruined a Christmas gift for yourself because you were snooping? Or have you ever got caught snooping? Ever bust somebody for snooping? Or maybe you've tried to actually open a gift ahead of time to take a peek or maybe you maybe you just ruined a gift by shaking it and you knew what was inside just based on the sound it made or the weight that it was or that was inside so 204-780-6868 tell us a story and uh, we'll have some fun here and uh skylar peters is in for cameron poitras today do we have skylar mr forte oh yeah oh i'm here hello there hello gentlemen how are we we're doing okay, bud. How are you? Good, good. Uh, I'm not much of a present snooper. I don't know why. I kind of wanted to save, uh, you know, the excitement and the surprise uh, for the big day. I think I've, I've definitely shaken a couple. Um, I don't know if I've ever ruined one, but it's kind of funny you uh, you asked us about this this morning because just last night uh, my roommate Keaton goes out to get the mail uh, while I'm up here working during the day. And uh, there's a package uh, that I had ordered for my girlfriend in there, finally. Uh, so that shows up. He puts that on the kitchen table uh, while my girlfriend comes over uh, with the dog to say hello. And I hadn't even come downstairs at this point yet. And she's like, oh, what'd you get me for Maritzia for, uh, for Christmas this year? So uh, not only that, and I, and I can only say this because she's sleeping, um, but the same uh, bodysuit has now been purchased for her by her sister, her mother and me. So I uh, just uh, completely botched it on uh, on this present for my girlfriend. So not only does she know what she's getting, but she's getting three of them. <laughs> oh, that is dynamite. All right. That's a good one. What about you, Jeff Braun? You have to coordinate these things there, Linus. Come on. How hard is that? Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> no, I'm like Skylar. I, I, I don't like snooping. I do like snooping. Uh, and I would snoop, except that... Uh, my mother was scary enough when I was a kid that she instilled the fear in me that kept me from doing it. She's like, because it was a flat-out rule, and I believed her, and she said, if you figure out what you got before Christmas, you don't get it for Christmas, period. And I was like, she'll take it back to the store. So I stopped looking for stuff. I got really good, though, at uh, sort of shaking gifts and figuring out you know, which presents were the clothes. And isn't that the biggest scam of Christmas? Giving kids clothes like you have to anyways because it's the law. And pretending it's a present? Come on. <laughs> like, Greg, you got kids. You wouldn't let your kids run around buck naked because you didn't buy them clothes nope. for Christmas, would you? No, no. The worst, the dreaded, <laughs> when you were a kid, uh, guys, we're all, I think Peter's it might be the only one here young enough that doesn't remember the Eaton's box or the Hudson Bay box. And you yep. knew when you opened that, oh, that's for sure. 
<laughs> it was clothes inside. <laughs> yeah, definitely clothes inside those those gift boxes from the bay. Was, and you tried not to be disappointed, but it's like, do I really need another house coat? I really don't. <laughs> Should just point out, heads up, uh, Greg's having some technical issues on his computer, and it sounds like now there's an issue with the signal because Greg sounds a little more like this right now. Oh, Greg's working cool. back at home. So, uh, Mr. Forte, what about you? Well, when me and my brother were kids, uh, we were in a parking lot in my mom's van. She had to run into a store very quickly. And uh, it was one of those Pontiac, was it transport vans? Looked like a spaceship. Anyhow, we're in the, the back seat of that. And uh, we're playing around, and we look behind the seat into the trunk, and what do we see but Buzz and Woody? We saw the Buzz and Woody <laughs> action figures uh, from Toy Story. We were so pumped, and my brother's like, well, you can't tell mom that we saw him. We can't tell mom. And uh, anyways, mom comes back in the van. I was like, yeah, we saw the toys. <laughs> so did you get them, or did she take them back? Mom, we're taking those back. I'm sorry. You saw them. You ruined it. You ruined it. <laughs> she, she took them back. And then Christmas morning, surprise, we got them. Oh, you still got them. We still got them. Plot twist. Okay. Uh, let's try Greg again. Greg, uh, do you, let's see how you sound. Any better? I think a little. Try. Well, let's see. Any better? A little bit. What's your? Okay. You got uh, a story? As clear as, uh, as clear as the wall that my brother and I'll change his name to protect the innocent. My brother Brevin found in my parents <laughs> back in the day. Other giant two foot by two foot closet in our West End house. I don't know why he was looking, but he found walking Lego and same as you, Jeff. My mom said, that's it. They're going back to the store. My dad said, there's no way you're getting these. You don't dig for presents. That's not what we do around here. And sure enough, they showed up under the tree. And we were just as excited and surprised as if we never knew what was, what was, uh, there you go. Kids have short memories, I guess. We are anticipating speaking with True North Sports and Entertainment uh, in this segment to give you the details on Canada Life Centre as it pertains to the 50% capacity. Um, Also, we should point out that both COVID testing sites are backed up. We've heard from multiple listeners that the Route 90 testing site is backed up to Sargent, that the Nairn Avenue site is already backed up this morning. So it looks like another day of long waits lies ahead. And uh, we also want to mention the question of the day at cjob.com, which is for credit aid, struggling with debt, call 204-987-6890, creditaid.ca. And the question that went up yesterday, have you canceled or postponed any travel plans because of the Omicron surge? We've got 67% who say I'm still not making any travel plans for a while. 24% say no, I have plans and I'm keeping them. And 9% say yes. So you can cast your vote at cjob.com and we'll get a new question up for you soon uh, this morning. And we're going to actually have more on travel coming up after Global News at 8 o'clock because as Omicron continues to rise, we've got angst over traveling between provinces, different restrictions, different provinces. And we'll hear uh, from one Canadian who a simple vacation turned into something much more than that. GMAC, but uh, the I certainly have no 
travel plans uh, in the offing, and I've, I've got not even the desire really to go. It'd be kind of nice to get on a plane and go to Las Vegas or something. But uh, you know, anybody who's had to alter their plans? No alterations at this point, Brett. Um, my sister-in-law is coming in. I think tomorrow from from Toronto. But other than that, uh, yeah, nobody in my circle really traveling over the holidays at, at all. One of our, our common friends reached out to me yesterday trying to find out where they could get a COVID test because somebody in their circle is here right now and heading back to the U.S. on Boxing Day. And so um, I passed that information along. So I'd, I'd be curious to know, for those of you that are traveling, what has your experience been with regard to pri- uh, you know booking your your testing to get across the border if you're uh, if you're uh, flying into the United States or if you're flying elsewhere let's face it this is a very popular time of year to go to Mexico to go to the Dominican Republic elsewhere I know a couple of uh, friends of, of mine uh, are going to Aruba I think in the next uh, handful of days you know so there are people traveling they're determined to get to where they need to get. Would also love to know what obstacles are you facing in terms of of getting the tests that you need and to have all the documentation you require in order to do that. All right. So we'll have more on travel coming up after Global News at 8 o'clock. We can tell you that we are yet to hear uh, from our guest from True North Sports and Entertainment. But uh, they we, they also spoke with Richard and Julie on the news yesterday afternoon. We just wanted to bring it to, your, to you this morning as well in case you didn't have an opportunity to hear that. And you can go to the audio vault at cjob.com. That happened just after the 5.30 Global News package. But... Um, uh, in terms of, the, can we sort of give some Cole's notes here, GMAC? If I had some, I'd give them to you. I'm I'm searching for them myself. Okay. So, yeah, I was counting on our guest to uh, lay it all out for us uh, in terms of uh, what's going on. So, I, I apologize. I don't. I don't. I don't know. Okay. And then- exactly what the plan is. I know we've been running it in our news, and I would reference that news story if I had it at my fingertips, but. Technology is preventing me from doing that also. <laughs> Sorry, just, sometimes you just got to laugh. Live radio. Uh, and Greg's working from home. Uh, he's not even working in a different room in the studio. He's working from home. Technology is failing him. Our guest isn't calling. I should have taken today off as well. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I've, that been, then I'd be cursing you to high heaven right now, Brett. I don't usually do that, but uh, if this was all happening without you, I think it would be unbearable. With all due respect to McNabb, I will tell you this: uh, I woke up so confused today because, as I've often said before. On my days off, I am a night owl, so it is not uncommon for me to go to bed after 2 o'clock, after 3 o'clock. So the last couple of nights, I think it was up until uh, 3 o'clock watching the Matrix movies because I'm going to see the Matrix Resurrections right at uh, 11.35 this morning at uh, Scotiabank Theater at Polo Park. But So I wanted to rewatch those movies again. Um, so when the clock went off today at 2.30, I woke up and thought, why is that going off? So I turned it off and went back to sleep, and then went off, then it went off again 10 minutes later, and then again 10 minutes after that, and I thought, oh, yeah, I got to get up for work. <laughs> the only good thing about the news that I got yesterday afternoon about working from home again was the fact that I got to adjust my alarm clocks. The 2.45 alarm turned it off. 
the three o'clock alarm, turned it off. Yeah. Three fifteen, turned it off. So I got up at three thirty, and that was a nice, you know, that half an hour or forty minutes makes all the difference, you know. Yeah. Well, remember what happened last time. <laughs> last time you uh, got to to sleep in just a touch. Mm-hmm. You got the panicked phone call from Brett saying, Brett, Greg, I got to go to get a COVID test. I can't come to work. I'm blocking that day from my memory. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. I'll just quickly reference here what Jeff has been mentioning in his news packages uh, because the next four games until January 10th have been divided into two packages. Season ticket holders will get to pick between one of those. Those who purchased individual tickets will be given a refund. But once season ticket holders make their decision, there may be a few extra tickets available. So True North says a little more than 7,500 fans will be allowed in the building under the new health orders. Jets uh, back in action December 27th against the Minnesota Wild. So we'll have more on that at cjob.com. And again, if you want to hear the full conversation with Richard and Julie on the news yesterday, that was just after 5.30. Mackling and McGarry, McNabb is off today and tomorrow. I just want to let you know that in our next segment, we are going to speak with True North Sports and Entertainment. We are hoping to have them on just after 7 o'clock, but just a little bit of a communication mishap, it would seem. So they'll join us at 7.50 on the Canada Life Centre, 50% capacity policy. And one of our li- want to say thanks to one of our listeners for, for catching this. Uh, listener says, just wanted to correct you regarding the Winnipeg Jets games for season tickets holders because we read this at around 7.13 and they say the season ticket holders are not given a choice of the games. All Jets season ticket holders received an email yesterday telling them which games they would get. So uh, we had that in our news and uh, the fact that uh, you get a choice is not, uh, we believe that to not be correct so we'll get confirmation Mm. on that in our next segment. So Imagine right you had your on. hopes up for one game and you get the other one, you know, the one right. you really want to get, maybe you get rid of those <laughs> tickets. Yeah. Well, Kevin Donnelly explained earlier in the week uh, with uh, Kelly Moore, I guess it was Sunday afternoon, Brett, uh, prior to the St. Louis Blues game, you know, you have groups of four, groups of two. And so how they're sat, how they're separated, there was more than just sort of taking a list and ripping it in half and going, you get these games and you get those games. So there were some logistics. So Norva Riddell will sort that out for us as well. We'll ask the question, Ontario and Alberta, have both said no concessions as part of uh, the back-to-action plan at 50% capacity for the Oilers, for the Flames, for the Maple Leafs, and the Senators. What's the situation in Manitoba? Will you have uh, concessions happening? And then uh, one thing before we get to Leah Hextall, Brett, this text message from Rose at 204-780-6868. FYI, guys. The Nairn testing site, if you're a teacher, do not wait in the long car line. Walk into the building. They triage, but not if you're at the very back of the queue, at which point you'll have been waiting hours already for your scheduled appointment. My two teacher friends yesterday both had 9 a.m. appointments. One walked in and was done right away. The other waited in her car for almost three hours. So that is a hint, a tip. For you, if you're a teacher and you have an appointment at the Nairn Avenue testing site. 
All right. Thank you very much for that, Rose. A 204-780-6868. But now it's Jets Wednesday. It's brought to you by South Beach Casino and Resort, where service sets them apart. Southbeachcasino.ca. Now this morning we should be talking about how the Winnipeg Jets did on their two-game road trip to Nashville and Dallas to wrap up the pre-Christmas portion of their schedule. Of course, that is not the case. I'm going to imagine they got three out of a possible four points, like they did on their last road trip, Brett. But uh, anyway, uh, (laughs) it doesn't mean we don't have plenty of actual things to discuss on the hockey front with our homegrown hockey guru, Leah Hextall. Good morning, Leah. Good morning. I thought I had something in my contract that if Loren wasn't there, I didn't have to deal with you guys alone. So, you know, <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure about this. I, you know, anyways, happy holidays, boys. I'm happy to be here with you. Hi. Mm, well, have your people reach out to our people <laughs> okay. if you can, in fact, find that clause in your contract. I don't believe yeah. it exists. It's a no. figment of your imagination, <laughs> uh, a hope, a wish, a dream, if you like. But uh, Leah, NHL hockey right now fits into all three of the categories I just cited here. Uh, and before we jump into the situation, that is the NHL and the Winnipeg Jets. Tell us how your week was altered by <laughs> the actions the NHL has taken to try and keep COVID-19 at bay. Yes, I just returned home yesterday from Seattle. I left on December 13th to go to Minneapolis for a game between Carolina and Minnesota. That game was postponed on the day of about probably 10 hours before puck drop. So we didn't have a game in Minnesota. And then from there, I traveled to Anaheim. I did get the game in Anaheim between the Ducks and the Coyotes, and that was on last Friday. And then from there on Saturday, I went to Seattle, where I sat there for a couple days. And the day before the game, we received news. Uh, It was supposed to be between the Kraken and Coyotes that the game would be postponed because, as we were sitting there, Seattle postponed two straight practices because of COVID tests, even though they were having players that were coming back from the protocols. The players were still unable to play because they haven't been able to skate for 10 days and they didn't want to have them injured. So even though players like Yanni Gord were ready to return, um, it still wasn't enough that they felt that they should play the game. So I had one of three boys. I'm one for three on my nine day road trip. So um, the jets are doing better than me. If it makes anybody feel better. So I only picked up two points out of a possible six. (laughs) All right. Now, uh, Leah, some players, including Jets goalie Connor Hellebuck, are pointing Mm -hmm. to the NFL and their approach to asymptomatic COVID positive players. What are you hearing from players? Well, you know, we've heard, you know, a little bit of some players, their concern. We've had players vocalize that they felt that there should be the league should pause. They should shut it down for, you know, a period of time to get this under control. And then you have players like Connor Hellebuck who have been vocal and saying that it's overkill. And pointing to the NFL and, you know, we can look to it and I understand players saying, listen, we're living with this because just as a society, we know that we're living with this and we're not going to completely shut down because this is the nature of where we are right now with vaccinations, etc. But the issue what people have to understand is, yes, it is logical what the NFL is doing because every player besides one in the NHL has done what they're supposed to do. They have been vaccinated. And what we do know is the players that are testing positive for COVID-19 right now, the good news is because they are vaccinated, they are showing very little symptoms. They would normally, if it wasn't COVID-19, play through how they're feeling. But the fact, because it's COVID-19 and the spread, they're not able to play. The issue with the NFL is that they do not have Canadian teams. 
They do not have to worry about coming over the border. And the fact is our government here in Canada is not going to have a player not test and come into this country and have COVID-19 and be asymptomatic and then possibly spread it to other people. And I fully stand behind that. So we have to remember that with the NHL is that they have multiple Canadian teams. That's why the cross-border activity was shut down before Christmas. They didn't want players getting stuck in Canada, not being able to be with their loved ones during the holidays, which I believe was the right call. And now, you know, we're sitting here waiting by the phone, waiting for the Olympic news. Well, in that same interview, Connor Hellebuck was talking about all the gifts he has under the tree for his son, <laughs> his new or yeah. newly arrived son. And it's like, well, did you want to get stuck in Nashville or in Dallas with COVID-19 uh, as happened to Blake Wheeler? He just happened to get stuck very close to his home in Minnesota. Um, before we let you run here, the NHL and NHLPA expected to formally announce that they will not participate in next February's Beijing Olympics. Uh, that announcement anticipated to come as early as this morning. How big a blow is this for furthering the game in non-traditional hockey markets, countries where where the NHL and hockey overall, maybe the IIHF, would like to see the game grow, Leah? You know, it's a blow to the IIHF, Greg, but it's not a blow to the NHL. We all know that the Olympics are not good for the business of the National Hockey League. It really isn't. I know people love the best on best, but this tournament does nothing for the National Hockey League or its players or the growth of the game here in North America. We do not see, and we have seen the data through television networks, any kind of boost after the games. It does not carry over. People watch their countries. They cheer for their countries. You could walk away from a lot of the markets, and they still don't know some of the players that are playing. It's different for us here in North America because we have the pros. We have the best of the best. But it really isn't what people think it is when it comes to growth of the game and the business of the game. The Olympics does nothing for the National Hockey League. And with the fact that there is the material impact on the schedule, and there is, they have every right to pull the trigger in. You know, I, I never really liked the idea of them going to the Olympics this year. There's a part of me still that feels that the Olympics, as much as I like best on best, is for amateur athletes, and these are not amateur athletes. And there's a lot of great Canadian and American players and players throughout the world that now that the NHLers will not be going, um, you know, as you said, we're waiting for that announcement to come shortly. They're going to get a chance to represent their country, and I think that is such a privilege, and I look forward to uh, still watching Canada at the Olympic Games. All right, Leah Axtell joining us for Jets Wednesday. Thank you for tolerating us. Sans Loren McNabb. Well, happy holidays, guys. The best to you and yours, and please continue to be safe. All right, happy holidays to you as well. Leah Axtell joining us live on 680 CJOB. Mackling and McGarry, McNabb is off today and tomorrow. We are asking you at 204-780-6868 to tell us about a time where maybe you ruined a Christmas gift for yourself because you were snooping. And, uh, Greg, you found sort of an offshoot conversation on Twitter. Yeah, this uh, popped up this morning for me. Shelly Cook, who uh, writes for the Winnipeg Free Press, says uh, last night at 10.54 p.m., Ugh! Six-year-old rifled through the closet where all the gifts are and so subsequent in the twitter string and in the responses below people giving their best hiding spots uh carly admits i was that kid ruined every christmas morning but i still kept doing it jeff suggested sounds like the naughty list has a new addition might have suggest a nice lump of coal from the maritimes 
And uh, then this one, um, my mom always kept ours in the luggage, in the basement, or in the camper outside, I found out as I got older. And this is the best suggestion that I think I've ever read about where to hide the gifts, Brett. Andrea A. Laguerre says, if you use an artificial tree, I hide things in the box the tree comes in once the tree is up. No one looks in there. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, hiding behind the trees. Uh, one uh, one individual <laughs> meant to trick the kids, used to wrap boxes of cleaning supplies just to mess with the kids for a little bit. <laughs> so all sorts of strategies here. <laughs> uh, so you can feel free to share those ideas as well at 204-780-6868. Should also mention this, uh, GMAC, I don't know if you've got your... Uh, uh, if you notice this pop in our inbox, I think just as we are cracking the microphone to come back, but this is from the province and they say, uh, Manitoba to delay return to school to January 10th. So they're going to, uh, delay the return to school for students following the winter break to January 10th, uh, to give public health orders additional time or health officials more time to assess the risk of the Omicron variant in Manitoba and what changes might be needed on the return to school in early January. Uh, this from Education Minister Cliff Cullen. So January 10th. Hmm, I was surprised that they didn't try and take advantage of this very brief period of time between the, the you know, last weekend and uh, the kids getting out of school either yesterday or today, I think for most kids is the last day before the break, uh, pulling the plug on uh, movie watching day times two mm. might not have been the worst idea. So uh yeah, one of our listeners wondered if that had been announced yet. So obviously these rumors had been uh, bouncing around for the for the last several hours. So it's official. The kids are not back to school until January 10th. We want to do something, something really cool and positive here. And uh, quite frankly, we're beginning to run out of ways to introduce our next guest. Yeah. Best-selling author two-time Governor General's Award literary winner, podcast host, Indigenous leader and voice. Well, Brett, we can now add the Globe and Mail's Canadian Children's Storyteller of the Year to his beyond impressive list of credentials. We say good morning to our good friend, David A. Robertson. David, good morning, sir. Hello, gentlemen. How are you? We're hanging in there. I think that's the the best way. I won't speak on behalf of Brett, but uh, I think that's how we're feeling based on the you know the story and the and the situation that we just shared. How are you? How are you? You and your family holding up uh, in this uh, fourth wave? I guess we'll call it. Well, I think we're there's, there's a lot of anxiety for everybody. I think you know we're we're uh, we're feeling it too. I mean, a lot of our uh, Christmas plans are are now not going to happen the way we had hoped they would, and. Um, you know, we're worried about school, we're worried about sports. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not a, not a great time. I have some, you know, family that's not feeling well. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's just, I think I'm just like any other Winnipeg or any other, any other Manitoban. It's, uh, it's tough right now for sure. Yeah. I want to ask you about the sports thing. If we get time, uh, in a, in a minute or two, but congratulations on this honor from the Globe and Mail. Uh, it's, it's gotta be special to be recognized in this fashion and, and storytelling to me is what it's all about. You know, you can, you can formally be an author, you can write all the books in the world, but at your heart, that's what you are, right? You're, you're a storyteller, uh, whether it's in print or, or with your visits with us or, or elsewhere. 
Yeah, I think it's, uh, it's, it's it was really nice to to have learned that I was uh, getting recognized in this way. It's um, I think it's just like a, a acknowledgement of you know the the amount of work that I put in this year and how you know I've been a little lucky to win a few awards and um, it's just, it's just a big focus of what I do. It was it's my career and I and I uh, really you know, I take it seriously, but I have a lot of fun with it and I I think like stories right now are more important than they ever have been before. Um, you know, stories will, will, I think, will always endure, and stories will help us endure because they bring us together. And um, so I think it's uh, it's nice to be recognized, but especially, I think, in a time right now um, where I'm, you know, I've been lucky enough to still be able to do a lot of my work and uh, and do it through Zoom, but you still connect with kids and teachers and parents, and um, and that's been really special uh, to be able to do that. And uh, and so, yeah, no, it's, it, was, uh, it was really unexpected, but it was also, you know, really, really nice. I think that uh, Greg forgot a quite an important newly declared attribute, uh, David. Uh, at least according to your Wikipedia page, um, <laughs> you're uh, a Velociraptor. <laughs> the great thing about Wikipedia, Brett, is that people can just update it however they want. And so, uh, my daughter sent me a screenshot of my Wikipedia page the other day and it, <laughs> it had said that I was a indigenous author and velociraptor. So I, th- I actually thought that was, that was pretty cool. I, I didn't want anybody to edit that out, but someone did it pretty quickly, but <laughs> well, I'm glad your daughter I, I, caught it. What, what, what were who, they trying who, to whoever, write? Do you suspect <laughs> who, who doesn't, didn't ever want to be a dinosaur when they were a kid guys. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so a transformer and a velociraptor. This is this is quite the sideline you've got going here, David. I'm. You know what? It's a, it's a charmed life right now, boys. I tell you. <laughs> well, hey, there is a new Jurassic World movie coming in 2022. Dominion is making its way, so perhaps uh, you can be included as one of the uh, the extra velociraptors, David. Well, I I have that you know I have this kind of Robertson look that you know I'm able to if I want I'm a pretty nice guy you you, you guys know I hope but the, like if I want to kind of give like a stern look I can give a Velociraptor look you know uh, whether it's in traffic or you know whatever it might be uh, I I can do it I could I could be a Velociraptor David we've been talking this morning about uh, Christmas <laughs> gifts and hiding them and and snooping for them I, I've read your book Blackwater, I don't recall you confessing to being a snooper or finding any gifts along the way. Is, it, is that in your nature? And, and what about the kids? Do you have to watch out for them in the Robertson household? Well, I, you know, I'll tell you, when I was a kid, I, I did like to snoop. Um, I, I went on the hunt for uh, toys. Now, I think my mom at some point got wise to it, as I recall, and began to hide the, the bigger gifts in the, at another house. Um, but I, I was, you know, I was pretty, I think I was pretty cunning in, in figuring out where my gifts were being hidden, um, when I was a kid. Now my kids, uh, I think they're, they're, some of them, um, like the surprise and don't look. And some of them I think have probably, you know, taken a peek. Uh, and I also have in a couple of times been, you know, um, failed at trying to hide the secret. So I think it's, you know, it's, um, some of it is hereditary and some of it, you know, they, they've kind of gone their own way. So your your books, you've got them published in multiple languages. That's not new, uh, but uh, on the on the trap line or en français. Yeah, yeah, no, it uh, it just came out. Uh, I was actually surprised to get. I, I knew it was getting done in French, but I didn't know when it was gonna, when it was going to get published. 
And, um, and uh, yeah, I just got the books in the mail, like, I think late last week, early this week, uh, and now it's available in French. And if people want to go uh, to my Twitter page, I'm actually running a contest right there right now to give away a couple copies. Um, so I might give away more than two, actually. So if someone wants, wants to go over my Twitter, it's just Dave Alex Roberts. Uh, you know, just, just retweet it, like it, and whatever, and I'll, I'll, uh, I'm doing a draw at some point this week and, and giving away a bunch of copies of it. Before, Greg, I just wanted to jump in with a quick follow-up here. Sometimes, uh, David, things get, when they're translated, they get lost in translation. Like, I think, for example, uh, one of the a recent big one was the Squid Game show on Netflix. And uh, mm. because they, I saw some people commenting that um, it's too bad that you, you, for those watching it, maybe don't necessarily speak Korean because the English subtitles weren't quite matching uh, at least as effectively what they were saying on the screen. So you would lose some of the subtext or you would lose some of the, the, the subtleties in what they were saying. So have you ever found any examples of, of your work where the translation doesn't necessarily indicate what you had originally written? Um. I actually haven't, uh, you know, I should say Squid Game. I actually quite like that show. And I, I didn't, I, I, I listened to the, with the, with the Korean um, words and then with the subtitles. So I, I was curious about how it would sound if I actually spoke Korean and what, the, what it would be like. But, um, you know, with my books, I haven't really heard a lot of problems with the translations. I, I know that the translators work very hard. Um, and for all the books that I've done that have been translated into French, which a few of them have, um, I've, I've worked very closely with a translator when they have questions of, you know, meaning or intent. And so they're able to kind of get those things across, um, even though in, in French it might, it might use different words to get, to get there. Um, but, yeah, I haven't had any complaints yet on the translation. So, um, you know, I'm, I've been, I guess I've been lucky in that way. David, we're up against the clock, as we always are when we bring you on. Uh, really, this was an excuse just to connect with one of our very favorite people. You are an inspiration within the community, your stories, your willingness to share them, your imagination, all of it. Uh, we bow to you. We appreciate your friendship. And we're, we're very proud of what you've accomplished, in particular over the last couple of years. We know how busy you've been and and you always make time for us. So we wanted to bring you on, wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Oh, thanks so much, guys. I, I really I really like you guys. You know I love coming on. And uh, I, my wife's going to make you cookies. So I'm going to drop by cookies sometime before Christmas for you guys. So. Oh, I like cookies. Me want cookie. He makes good cookies. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Jill. Hey, thanks for listening to The Start Podcast. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe now and never miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, rate the show, tell us what you think. And hey, even tell a friend about the podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Greg is at GMACWPG. That's G-M-A-C-K-W-P-G. I am at Brett McGarry, B-R-E-T-T-M-E-G-A-R-R-Y. And Loren on Twitter is at McNab on Global. And on Instagram, at McNab on C-J-O-B. Talk soon.